Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hello and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride podcast we call From the Podium, where you get to hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm the editor-in-chief of ArrowheadPride.com, Pete Sweeney. The Chiefs wrapped up their first week of OTAs on Thursday, which meant an opportunity for members of the media to talk to some of the members of the Chiefs. Head coach Andy Reid, offensive lineman Orlando Brown, linebacker Anthony Hitchens, and safety Tyron Matthew all took the podium. We'll go in that order, so you'll hear from Reed and Brown, and we'll take a quick break, and then you'll hear from Hitchens and finish up with Tyron Matthew. First up, here is the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reed. Good to have everybody back out there um, this past week here. So we've we've been lucky where we've had uh, most of our team here. We've got a little bit of the cold bug going around, so there's some guys missing today, but... Um, uh, for the most part, we've had we've had everybody everybody here, and the injuries. We haven't had any injuries, which is knock on wood, is also good. So, and the guys have been working hard. And, um, you know, I appreciate their their effort and wanting to get better and, and get familiar with some of the new stuff that we're we're putting out there. Anyways, with that time, Jersey. Yep. Go first to Herbie Tiope. Go, to Herbie. Hey, coach. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm Patrick. Hey, um, hope you're doing well with Patrick Mahomes. uh, What's your plan for OTAs? I know he's still recovering from the toe surgery, but uh, how much work has he been able to get in over this past week? And what are your plans going forward with him? Yeah, he's been doing everything. So he's, uh, you know, been full go and um, he's still working with Rick and his with toe and, and that. So we utilize this as a passing, more of a passing camp. You know, we don't run the ball much in this thing. So um, it's good, good that way. And his toes really done well. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Coach, uh, Travis was on ESPN's NFL Live earlier this week, and, and he noted just how much bigger, bigger already the offensive line feels. How much of an intention was it for you guys to get even you know a little taller there, a little bit bigger along the offensive line, and then just your initial impressions here? I know it's just the first three days. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's been good, good for that. But uh, the main thing you want are, are good football players, and we've got a whole group of them uh, now, and it's great competition. I mean, those guys last year battled their tail off, and I'm glad we have a few of those guys back. So, um, but and then Brett and his crew did a nice job of uh, with the influx of of uh, players, young and veteran guys. So we've got a nice nice nucleus. There's great. There's going to be great competition there, and that's going to make us better. And uh, like I mentioned before, we we really hadn't. Uh, you know, most of the emphasis has gone to other positions, and we we were able to kind of put. This is a priority to get things done there. And I thought Brett and his group did a phenomenal job of working it. Yeah. Next to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Uh, you mentioned before how much you enjoy just being a teacher out there as a coach. And a camp like this with so many young guys in this camp is a great opportunity to be a teacher. How much fun is just being a teacher in this time of year for these young guys? 
Well, that's what you do as a coach. I mean, you're, you're here to teach and um, there are not a lot of secrets in the NFL anymore. So the better that you can teach, I think uh, the better you can help uh, enhance the ability of your players. So um, that's, that's what we all try to do. And I, I think we all love it. I mean, we, we love having the guys back on grass. I mean, that's a, that's a good thing. It's just hard to teach the fundamentals um, of the game virtually. I mean, it's great that we have the tool. I'm not saying that, but it's, it's a tough thing to teach the fundamentals that way. <clears throat> Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, I just wanted to um, get your initial thoughts, your first week thoughts on guys like uh, Creed Humphrey, Nick Bolton, uh, Noah Gray, some of your younger guys. Uh, again, understanding that you aren't in pads yet. Yeah, you know what, Adam, I've been impressed with them. They, um, they're they smart. You know, they're picking things up um, and they're, they're, they're physical players. Um, not that we can, I mean, we're in shorts now, so I, I say that, but they, they look explosive. And, um, and so that, that, that'll become important once the, once the season goes, but they're, they're pounding through all this new stuff and we're loading it up and throwing it at them. And, um, and they seem to handle it pretty good. Let's go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Uh, Coach, a, a couple of them kind of related. Just first of all, just what are, what are the the challenges you see for Orlando Brown going from a much more run heavy scheme to yours that maybe favors the pass? And then you were talking about the depth of the offensive line, but it does seem like I think three of the guys that would be prime candidates on that right side um, are, are going to have to knock some rust off, right? Not having played. So I'm wondering if you're you're seeing that. Is, do, you, do you see the rust uh, that's there? So just the Brown scheme and then the rust on the right side. Yeah. So, um, well, Brad, this is what you'll find out with him uh, as you guys get to know him a little bit more. Um, he very coachable. Um, Andy Heck's a phenomenal coach. So, and has been there and has played the position. So <clears throat> it's great for Orlando <clears throat> fundamentally to, uh, to work with, with Andy and, and listen, he's had good coaches before, but th in this situation for what we do, uh, there's no better, nobody better than Andy. So uh, to learn from. And, and so I think uh, just the initial footwork that you have to take and he played half the season at left. So it's not that big of a thing, but the things we do in our offense, just a couple of, you know, the footwork things he'll, He'll, he'll get down and there'll be second nature to him. So um, he's a nice addition. And then, listen, there, there's going to be a battle on the, uh, on the right side. And, and um, you know, there, there are a bunch of guys that can play and we'll just, you know, we've always done this. We take the, the five best and throw them in there. And, and so uh, we'll see how it all sorts out. Um, long right now, uh, you know, you talk probably the most rust that you'd think, uh, and he stepped in and done a nice job. So, I mean, he's playing the right guard spot right now, but we know he also can play tackle and he, he's jumped in there next to Remmers and uh, they've, they've moved right along and done, done a nice job. <clears throat> Three more starting at the top with Sam. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Andy. Um, Second straight year that you drafted a linebacker early, and um, Anthony Hitchens has is, is sort of been your veteran there. So I'm wondering, um, what's your comfort level with him sort of being the guy that that brings those young guys along, and how has he embraced that role? Yeah, he he he's kind of the grandfather of the bunch, and <clears throat> does a does a great job of uh, communicating, and um, he knows, you know, he's always in houses. Uh, 
pocket there with him, and they, they uh, he's he's a very willing studier. He, he he goes above and beyond to know what's going on, and he's very he's very capable of communicating that. So, um, and and he's been great for the young guys. He, you know, he. he I think he does a heck of a job with that. He was great with Willie last year. He'll be he'll be good with the young guy this year. So should be. He he doesn't uh, he knows that he's a good football player. He's very confident that way as a veteran. Next to Matt Derrick, good man. Hey, coach, you, you talked a little bit about the offensive line, but specifically on that left side with two newcomers with Orlando and Joe. What is it now that you've gotten them on the field and gotten a chance to work with them one-on-one that you've learned about them and you've seen in them that maybe you didn't know when you acquired them? Well, I mean, listen, they're doing the kind of same things they were doing that we saw on tape, but I, I like the the people and I like their work ethic. So you never know about that until you get them. Now, um, you know, the defense is running twists and they're <clears throat> blitzing. And so they're, they're all working that whole front's working through the communication process with one another as they look at different looks. And I, I think that, um, you know, liking each other, being able to communicate, being smart, all those things matter. Um, and, and so uh, I like watching that as they go through that process. We'll go last to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Andy, good to see you. All right, Nate, likewise. Uh, I wanted to ask you on the, about the defensive line. I know it's the first week of OTAs. Just what's your initial impression, given that you got veterans like Chris, but obviously Rick and Josh, you're kind of working in, obviously, Jaren in the middle. Of it. Yeah, you froze up there a little bit, but I can. I think I got you. Um, uh, Reed, I, I like. I, I mentioned before, you didn't spell his name quite right, but he, he sure plays right. And uh, so, uh, yeah, he. I, we're, we're always talking about the offensive line. But that signing right there was a, a really good get, um, and I think will pay off for us in a in a real big way uh, this season. Um, it gives us some flexibility what we can do with Chris, and and um, and and so it's you know there. It, I, I, li- I like that addition. I mean, you're talking about a Pro Bowl caliber player, um, uh, and just plugging him in, and, and not much has been said about it. And I, I'm, I'm excited to see him once we, we kick this thing off. <clears throat> Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining okay, us. Okay, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, Orlando. We haven't talked to you since the trade. Just wondering how the first couple weeks of the Kansas City Chiefs gone and how you've acclimated to some of the guys in the room and the offensive line as a whole. Oh, it's been going great, man. It's been going great. Uh, it's different, obviously, with it being a new team for me, but uh, a bunch of great men in this locker room, uh, a lot of good leadership, a lot of men that played ball for a long time and been around the game. And uh, I'm just being a sponge, you know, soaking in as much as I can from, you know, some of these older guys in this locker room and all the knowledge that they have and experience that they have and, you know, things that they've been through, you know, here in Kansas City or in the pros period. So uh, it's been great, man. The team is taking me in. The coaches are taking me in. Uh, I'm just just working every day. Next to Robert Rimson. Go to Robert. Hey, Orlando. Um, Andy kind of talked about you earlier and how you and Andy Heck have been talking a lot. What do you think of Andy and what have you learned from uh, Coach Heck so far? Uh, coach Heck is great, man. Uh, he's an incredible coach. Uh, he understands the X's and O's. Uh, he, he's played the game, he's been around the game for a long time, so he knows. 
Uh, he's he's super easy to to get along with and, and learn. Um, you know, I've been been in Baltimore for the last three years, so there's certain things. I guess you could say I'm wired a certain way on certain things, and I'm unwiring and learning learning his new techniques and, and certain things that he's teaching. I think is going to be incredible for my game. Let's go next to Adam Teicher. Go, ahead, Adam. Hey, Orlando. Um, when you talked to us last time, you told us how important your dad's influence is on, on has been on your career, and just wanted to ask you. Um, what would he think, first of all, of you not only getting drafted, but being drafted by one of his former teams when you did a couple of years ago and now getting to play left tackle for a, a Super Bowl contending team? Yeah, uh, I think my dad would just be excited that I'm in the NFL period. Uh, I think it would have been a similar situation, you know, in Baltimore, although he would have been happy that it was a team that he played on. You know, I could say the same thing for the Cleveland, Cleveland Browns, honestly. You know, he loved that organization as well. Um, but I think he would just be happy that, you know, I'm in the league and I'm, I'm able to play at the highest level. And, uh, you know, I'm getting better each and every year. I know that, you know, he'd be more excited about that as far as, than as far as who I play for, I guess you could say. Let's go next to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Orlando. First of all, I like the little LOQ there. Look, you're going to have to tell us about that. But, uh, but more importantly, you know, when you're, when you're in the room, have, have like Lucas Niang or some of the younger players uh, come to you, Creed Hoffman just come to you and just ask how, you know, how, they, how you've adjusted from going to college to the NFL and just like trying to get some advice from you, knowing, even though this is your first year in Kansas City, but you've been a pro bowler both sides of the ball. You know, has Lucas Niang or anyone, you know, that the Chiefs were drafted or, or brought in come to you for advice? Yeah, man, honestly, all of those young guys. And I'm just trying to do my part and be the best leader that I can be, uh, you know, be someone that they can lean on as far as for questions about the scheme or really more so lifestyle and, and personal uh, issues that you may deal with as a young player in this league. Uh, it's, it's not easy, you know what I mean, to make it into this league. It's definitely not easy to stay in it. And, you know, my big thing and the big thing that I emphasize to them is the understanding that, you know, this is this is you know, what we do for a living, but, you know, at the same time, you got to have fun with it and, you know, you got to enjoy it and understand that, you know, once these pads come on, once the lights come on, man, we're going to be the most physical group in the NFL. And uh, they're taking it in they're taking in what coach heck is teaching and, you know, coach Reed and, and really just the system. Um, you know, everyone's all ears. I think we got an incredible office online room, including the veterans that we have in there and, and some of the older guys and Mike and Kyle and Joe, um, man, I mean, it's, it's an incredible room. We got four more. We'll go right down the line, starting with Matt Derrick. Good, Matt. Hey, Orlando. I, I know you've worn 78 for a while, which is retired in KC. Uh, I'm just curious, what went into the thought process and the decision making to go with 57? And and do you understand the, the you know the rareness to see a left tackle wearing that number? <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that. Um, I, I feel like 57 gave me the opportunity to represent two men that had an incredible impact on my life with that being Jamal Brown wearing 55 and my dad wearing 77. Um, in 78, I just felt like it was opportunity to, you know, I, I wouldn't, I would have got 75, but Mike had 75. So I was like, you know, 57 is available. And, uh, you know, I just thought, thought it was a great number. I definitely thought it was unique, um, but it definitely gives me the opportunity to represent those men. Let's go next to Herbie T.O.P. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Orlando, so many moving pieces with this offensive line. Obviously you're new. Joe Tooney is new. Looks like you'll be working in the new center. How important is it to you, as, as a guy who's been in the league a while, these OTAs to develop some sort of cohesion and understanding what the guys next to you are doing? Uh, very important. Very important, man. Uh, to me, especially up front and maybe for quarterbacks as well, it's important to 
uh, get that live timing against a real body, uh, get that live timing against a real defensive end, the rush, the time or the snap count, the system, all of those different things, man. Uh, I think that I'm in a point in my career where it's definitely these type of off, off seasons and being able to practice against live personnel. It helps me a lot. You know what I mean? Because I'm able to focus on things that, you know, I may not have been able to focus on last year and, and be able to craft, you know, and, and I take this time to really just try to develop my game into a different way that way I can hit the ground running here in June once we get out and, and translate that all the way into camp into the season. But uh, man, it's really important. Go next to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren. Orlando, uh, I talked a little bit to Coach Reed just about uh, some of the nuances that maybe you've got to change, right? Uh, I know when he was very complimentary of the Baltimore coaching staff and, and that you were well coached there, but what are the nuances that are different and maybe a more run heavy versus a pass or just the nuances of the different way that they want you to, to block? What are some of the things you're having to work on? Uh, man, you think you said it right there, you know, with the, uh, you know, the adjustment to more true drop back passes, um, you know, just the understanding that, you know, now I got to, you know, play an actual chess game out there on the edge with a guy, you know, because, you know, we're going to have to do certain things a certain way. And, you know, I'm going to do my best to manipulate all of my box to the best of my abilities and keep Pat safe. But, uh, you know, it's definitely a learning curve. It's a different system for sure. But, you know, football is football. At the end of the day, once I get it down, I know it's over with. We'll ask to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Orlando, I have two quick questions for you. Um, what's the best part about Creed Humphrey as a just teammate uh, going all the way back to college? And then secondly, uh, what's it been like to get to know Chris Jones and to see him in this sort of setting so far? Uh, yeah, it's been great getting to know Chris, man. Uh, Chris is an elite talent, all pro level player. Uh, he's been really good for a long time. He gets paid like it, man. I got a ton of respect for him and his game. Uh, you know, I enjoy working and, and going against him, man. That's something you don't get, you know, every day unless obviously you play here or play, you know, somewhere else with an elite rusher. Um, and as far as Creed, man, Creed's an incredible, man. Creed is someone that when I was a my last year at OU, you know, he was coming in as a freshman and he was a sponge. He soaked everything up, learned what he could, learned his system fast. Uh, he's very competitive. And he loves football and, you know, he likes being physical. And I think, you know, those two things are there or three things are definitely going to help him excel to being an elite level uh, center in this league, man. I, I definitely think that, you know, he has all pro pro bowl potential and, you know, this system, this scheme is going to give him the opportunity to do it. And he's got the right mindset. Orlando, we appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. Yep, No problem. You just heard from Andy Reid and Orlando Brown, and now we continue on with Anthony Hitchens, followed by Tyron Matthew. Hitch, uh, I asked Andy about uh, you just mentoring the younger guys. This is the second straight year that, that you've had a rookie in that room. Um, does that role come naturally to you? Is that something you've kind of had to remind yourself to do? No, it kind of comes natural. When I, was, when I was younger, I had guys that I looked up to and taught me the ropes. And then, you know, ever since then, I've just been doing – you know, my part, uh, you know, giving back to the game and uh, young players and things like that. So honestly, I'm just being me uh, studying. Uh, they need help. They can ask. Sometimes I just give my advice sometimes. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to teach them, you know, the pros and the cons of playing linebacker and being in NFL. So I'm just like an older brother to all of them. You know, they all family here and just trying to get everybody to improve so we can be, you know, as good as we can in our linebacker room as a defense and as a team. You touched on it a little bit in that answer, but my second question was just, can you kind of describe what that entails? You know, when, when you have a younger guy that, that's learning this playbook for the first time, being in the NFL for the first time, what are the specific things you're doing with those guys? Yeah, I think it's just like extra work, just pulling to the side, uh, either through text, uh, 
in the in between periods of I don't know, just phone calls, just hanging out and on off days, things like that, just talking ball. Uh everyone learns different. Uh I know me and Nick right now are working on uh just he he's not big on taking notes, you know. Uh so he's trying to put it all together with the notes and on the field and the walkthroughs and practice. So just trying to give him different ways that I learn and maybe it, it can help him grow. So I'm just here to play the best ball I can and, and help everyone around me be the best player so we can, you know, win the ultimate goal. That's the Super Bowl. Thanks, Coach. Let's go next to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Hitch, even in that answer, it seems, you know, it's still all about the team and the team goals. And I know you've developed a very close relationship with Steve Spagnuolo. Uh, what is his and your goal for the defense in 2021? What do you want to see? Maybe uh, something that uh, take a step forward that you did, could do differently than maybe even last year? Yeah, our number one thing right now is uh, we fell short in the red zone uh, last year. I think we was top 10 the year we won the Super Bowl. And then last year, we were 32nd, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, I mean, that's the difference right there. You know, you give three points up, set a seven, that's a four-point swing right there. So, I mean, there was times where teams would get in the red zone three times and score three, uh, three touchdowns. That's 21 points. You know, we can easily cut that in half or less than half. So, um, yeah, I just we're just working on that right now. We had two red zone days back to back the first two days right off the back. So we're working on that. And I think that's our that's like right in our forefront of our mind right now is red zone. I'm sure it's going to uh, transition to something else as the season gets on. But as of right now, we got to be better in the red zone. A lot of teams that get get down there and and run the similar plays. So we, we just need to be smarter. I think that's the word. Uh, we've seen the same plays from week one through the Super Bowl. So uh, we, we, we did our off-season homework. Uh, we know we got some different things now and we're going to improve. And that's our main goal is uh, they get down there. Hopefully they don't. But if they do, give up three and not seven. Let's go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Anthony, with that question and sort of watching yourself towards the end of last year, is there anything that you sort of made it a, a, a personal pride that you wanted to sort of either further develop or maybe even change something uh, going into this year? Are you talking about me individually or just? Yeah. Uh, as, yeah OK. Yeah, yeah. I mean, every, every year I'm just working on different things and just trying to get better. Uh, I'm, I'm not here to make a, a A to Z leap. Uh, that's just kind of being unrealistic right now. So uh, I'm just trying to focus on the details, uh, you know, just footwork, hands, vision, formation recognition, uh, you know, just the details. You know, I just want to be perfect in the pre-snap alignments and things like that. Usually when you're when you're beat by alignment, the, the down's already over. So uh, I'm just trying to work on the pre-snap, get even more detailed in my alignment, my stance, my pad level. Can't tackle right now, but, you know, running into uh, bags and things like that. So. Yeah, me and House are working on it on the side, ball drills, footwork, uh, just pretty much the basics, you know, uh, go back to the square one and just just the basics, uh, tying up your shoes, taking the first step, you know, just start all over every year from from ground one. Got time for three more. We'll go Todd first. Go, Todd. Hey, Anthony, I think last year when we talked to you at this time, you were outside your house, right? Trying to work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing that mm -hmm. stuff. How much better does it feel to be in the building? You walked in, you didn't have a mask on. You guys are like back there all together. You made it through last year, but what's it been like to be able to do these things in person this time around instead of that last year? Yeah, we get more interaction when we when we're around each other, and 
obviously you can't practice football unless you practice football. Uh, you can do all the running drills and linebacker drills and run on the track, but you get out here on day one and you're still tired and sore. So it's in order to practice football, you got to practice football. And we've got a lot of guys on our team that love practicing and love doing the dirty work and getting in the weight rooms and being the team. So uh, it's, it's going to work out for us and our and benefit. We're going to benefit from this. Uh, some, some teams are not, you know, doing what we're doing, but that's okay. Uh, we're just here showing up and working. So it's just different being in person because you can get more interaction, coach to player, player to coach. Uh, you can actually see walkthroughs and as a team, uh, you can see where we're at as a team. It's kind of hard doing that over Zoom. Last two, we'll start with Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, it's a good scene. I'm curious, you know, you come from a, last year, you're coming off a Super Bowl win this year, you're coming off from a Super Bowl loss, but what did you do or how was your offseason? You know, what were you doing in the offseason to better prepare you for this upcoming season, I see that you look a little bit leaner. I mean, are you are you dieting the, 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 the soft season, hitting the weight room? What are you doing? You know, when the coaches and your teammates aren't around. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually am trying something different. Uh, to be honest, I am getting a little more lean. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to lean out a little more. Uh, spring ish, spring ball. You know, and then as as camp comes and as the season comes, I can put the bulk and the, the muscle and getting that extra lift in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little more lean. Obviously, we all know this is a, a spread type of offense and a lot of guys are running crisscross and Tyreek Hills running down the field and and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I got a little more lean and I'm just watching the body fat. I, I mean, it's no secret. I am in year eight. I can't do what I did three, four years ago. So, uh yeah, so I'm just trying to lean out, watch my diet, uh, you know, and just keep working, you know, try different things. And and hopefully it works, you know, for my body. Everybody's different. So uh, this is something different that I'm trying this year is leaning more and then add the bulk as we, you know, add bulk reps and practice and games and things like that. And we'll go last to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Anthony, I got a couple things. Um, first, just want to see how that's going for you. I know you guys haven't put on the pads or anything. It's real early. Just want to get your early impressions on how that part of it's going. And Brad, I'll have a second question as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's kind of hard. We only had uh, three days now. Uh, no no uh, predictions and no none of that stuff right now. We're, we're just diving into playbook. Uh, it's our third year in the system. So, we kind of ahead of the game uh, with a lot of guys returning and things like that. So, I mean, we're just digging away, man. We just taking it one day at a time and getting better, correcting ourselves and, you know, good or bad or indifferent, man. We're just trying to improve. I mean, that's all you can do right now. You can't hit, you can't really get a win, you know, in, in May or June. So we're competing against our offense, uh, which is one of the best offense in the league. So we get good work every day for, for them. So yeah, we're just trying to improve, man. Okay, and also, um, you talked a minute about an emphasis this year on uh, being better in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Other than emphasizing it and, and talking about it and, and maybe even working on it in practice, are the things you guys can do as a group to, to be better down there, whether that's with scheme or personnel or whatever, that, that, that maybe you guys can implement this year, you think? Yeah, uh, first meeting Spags put up, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was three uh, criterias that, uh, led to bad downs in the red zone. Uh, some of them was physical. Some of them was uh, just mental, uh, not doing the blitz correctly or not 
running the, the correct coverage that he called. And some of them was scheme related. Uh, he said he put some on himself that, you know, he made some bad calls as well. So uh, for for our coach to own up like that, you know, we, we take pride in that. Uh, uh, he's 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 sitting there in front of the whole defense saying that there's some calls he could have caught better. But at the same time, we also, you know, talking to ourselves that there's some things we could have did better as players. So, yeah, we all got we all got it in our forefoot in our mind, and we know in order to get better at it, you got to work at it. Uh, did we have perfect red zone days these last two days? No, not really. But there's things that we're seeing from our offense that we see around this lead. So we get work at it in May and not wait until you know week one or week three or four. So. Yeah, I just think we we all we all know that we was a thirty second team in the red zone. So yeah, we got some work to do, and it, it started on Monday or Tuesday. H, we appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us. All right, thanks for having me. See you guys. Hey, Tyron, how's it going, man? Going good. Blessed. Um, wanted to ask you about uh, obviously the, the tweet that you had sent out about maybe probably not um, being back here long term. Can you kind of go through just your mindset with all that right now? Well, I think uh, first, I you know I delete a lot of tweets, uh, but um, you know I, I, if you know if I'm if I'm people if I'm a fan I wouldn't put too much emphasis you know on that. I think. Uh, people that know me, uh, they know where my heart is at. Um, I can't control everything. Um, so for me, it's just all about, you know, just trying my best to kind of focus on the things I can't control. And, uh, you know, that's just coming to work every day, trying to trying to make the dudes around me better. Let's go next to Todd Lebo. Go ahead, Todd. Hey, Tyron, you mentioned you, you hey. delete a few tweets. Uh, on, that, <laughs> on something like that, after you sent that tweet, did you immediately delete it? Did someone say, hey, what are you doing there? How, how do you go through kind of, editing yourself and then do you do you kind of try to edit yourself before you send a tweet that maybe you don't want out there yeah i think you know obviously sometimes you uh you tweet things and you know other people you know reach out and tell you hey why you know you shouldn't tweet things like that and but i think most of the times it's you know it's, it's all me um um uh, you know obviously uh some things shouldn't be said some some things shouldn't be talked about um i think i'm a pretty open guy uh i think i'm fair you know as far as you know showing people who i am and um you know it could kind of work against you you know sometimes you know in the in this new social media world we live in let's go next to matt mcmullen go ahead matt hey tyron um hey. all the young dbs uh, in your room uh, guys like rashad uh, Bo Pete Keys, uh, they're getting out there on the field this time. Um, what are you expecting from them um, going forward here in the offseason program? And what have you noticed about their energy, their excitement level um, when you get back on the field? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think, you know, for any young guy, you just want to see those guys take a take the next step in the system. Um, you know, I think, you know, for a lot of them, you know, things move fast. You know, we got a pretty complex you know, defensive scheme that we run. And um, so any guy that's going into his second or third year in the system, um, you would just hope that they take the necessary steps to kind of get better. You know, whether that be communicating, uh, whether that be showing up to, to work early, showing up to meetings early. Um, you just want to see the young guys continue to grow uh, and put themselves in a position to, you know, to be successful. Go next to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Tyron, one guy I wanted to ask hey. you about. Is uh is Bashad Breeland? I know he's still a free agent. Just how much have you talked to him, and what would it mean for you if the team and him are able to to have another season together? Given that he was sort of helping out, obviously the young cornerbacks in a similar role that you have with uh, with the rest of the DB room. Yeah, I mean, you know, Breezy's a to me, he's one of the more underrated cornerbacks in this league. Um, you know, really felt like the last couple of years he's really helped us out a lot. 
um, you know, uh, him and C Ward, you know, really, you know, manning their sides of the field, you know, being able to uh, to play uh, press man, bump and run, you know, with elite receivers. Um, so uh, he's a guy that deserves, you know, a lot of credit uh, for what we've been able to do, you know, defensively the last couple seasons. Um, you know, I try to keep a close relationship with all my guys. Um, me and Breezy is probably a little different. You know, we talk uh, more than others, um, but, uh, you know, just really wishing him the best. Uh, I mean, I hope we can get him back here. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of things aren't, you know, in our control. Um, I just try to continue to be a positive influence, you know, in his life and just continue to encourage him no matter what. Let's go next to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Tyron. Good to see you. Hey. Um, you know, I know it's early in this process and everything, but every team's a little bit different and you've got some new faces this year. What is it that, that gets you excited about this defense? What is it that you see is – or maybe some areas where you guys can be better than even you were last year? Yeah, I think, uh, well, just talk about being better. I think we could be better in the red zone. Um, I feel like we uh pretty much at the bottom of the pack, you know, really in every red zone statistic. Um, so, you know, uh, teams are going to be able to put drives together on us. Um, I think it's, it's up to us. It's up to the players to really um, go out there and uh, try our best to keep guys out of the end zone. Um, I think that's going to give – you know, our team, you know, a, a greater chance to win, you know, if we're able to kind of, um, you know, make teams throw the ball in the end zone, you know, instead of uh, actually, you know, running the football. And so, uh, you know, we've been we've been harping on it. Coach Spags have been really harping on the details of it. And um, but I think that's that's something that I would love to see us, um, you know, really get better at uh, going forward, especially during the season. The three more will go right down the line, starting with Sarin. Go ahead, Sarin. Uh, Tyron, I know just to go back to your, the, the tweets that, that you sent out and, and deleted, I'm curious, do you, do you still feel kind of that way? Or do you, do you think that a deal can get done? If I'm not mistaken, the timeline on Chris Jones was, was later. It seems like that maybe you need a deadline to get a deal done. So are you still optimistic that an extension can, can be done? And is this maybe just one of the frustrating parts of the business that it doesn't get done when you want to get it done? I mean, you know, I think, you know, I think the negotiation process is, you know, I think it's tough on anybody, um, you know, especially a player. Um, but, you know, like I said, I, I try not to focus on it too much. Uh, I'm, I think I'm a fairly optimistic guy. Um, you know, I always look, you know, I try my best to look out the bright side, you know, at a window. Um, but, you know, um, this is my third franchise. Um, so I understand the business. I, I'm grown enough to understand it. I think I'm mature enough um, to understand it. And uh, but I'm also mature enough to understand that, you know, it's still a lot of work that I got to put in that needs to be put in. Um, and, you know, just kind of let God handle, you know, everything else. Let's go next to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, what's happening, T? Hey. Hey, you, you've been in this league a little while, right? And uh, yeah. you've had the opportunity to, you know, have a season after a Super Bowl win, and now it's coming after a loss. Does that make you, does this one make you hungrier, you know, um, other than years past because of, of this last year's loss? Yeah, I think anytime you lose, you, you know, you have a bad taste in your mouth. <laughs> you know, it could be a Super Bowl, it could be week two, you know, week nine. Um, I think anytime you you lose a game, um, you have to sit on it for a while, uh, it could kind of stay with you for a while, but, um, you know, just try your best to use it uh, positively, you know, um, just, just try to dig deeper. Um, you know, like we were talking about earlier, just trying to find new ways to get better, you know, whether that be individually or whether that be as a unit. Um, so we got a lot of motivation right now. Uh, we got a lot of things that, you know, we feel like could, could, could get us back 
you know, to that stage and, and, and then capitalize on it. So it's all about us putting that work in, um, you know, really believing in each other and, you know, uh, helping each other to get better each and every day. Well, last Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Tyron, wanted to ask you about uh, one of the tweets you didn't delete, and it's been recent tweets just about Charles Woodson and the inspiration he's providing you right now, late in your career. Uh, why is that? And then from an aesthetic point of view, I know fans care about this. Do you have actual plans to potentially switch to 21 at some point? I do. Uh, I'm hoping to switch to it next season. Um, yeah, I think Charles, is he's, he's always been a great mentor for me. He's always been somebody that uh, believed in me, that always given me nuggets. Um, and I think if people really able to look at Charles Wilson's career, it really was the back end of his career. You know, that that he really excelled and he really, um, you know, won defensive player of the year and, and won a Super Bowl. And um, so uh, for me, that's motivation. You know, I think a lot of people saying I'm getting old and I, I look at a guy like Charles Wilson who, who played, you know, 18 plus years at, at a high level. And, you know, he seemed to get better and better, you know, each and every year. So, um, you know, Charles has always been a great friend of mine, a great dude. Um, and I think just his story, uh, you know, it's given me motivation, you know, to continue going forward. Tyron, we appreciate your time. Thanks for joining Thank us. You. Appreciate it.